Hello, hello, hello. It's NFL Draft Week, which means a lot of videos, a lot of content on the Spunky Spectrum, on the uh, Big D podcast. Before I bring in Alex for his uh, contribution, please subscribe and like, share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. I almost got things backward where you can see all my videos. I've already uploaded three videos. We've got more, one more today. And then a special video of them all that I can't, that I'm not telling you about, but uh, be excited to hear that. Also, check out the Big D podcast on Spotify and Apple. So, while his Miami Dolphins may as well not be participating in the NFL draft because the Dolphins don't have, uh, the Dolphins only have four picks, uh, Alex is here to uh, talk. About whether the Miami Dolphins trades are wolf it or not. Yeah, nice to be back, Dylan. Always a pleasure uh, jumping on the podcast. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, definitely not a lot of um, uh, the Miami Dolphins war room, war room better bring their snacks to the draft. That's all I'm saying because there's going to be a lot of watching around. I think uh, Chris Greer said, uh, summed it up pretty nicely when he was asked what they're going to be. Uh, planning on doing on draft night he said uh we're gonna be watching Tyreek Hill highlights so you know it's uh definitely a little different than a couple years past as far as the Dolphins draft go but that's quite okay but before we get too far into that I want to hear about your uh Jacksonville Jaguars Mr. Dillon uh you know the Jaguars will have the number one pick in the NFL draft this year and uh we're on kind of a complete different spectrum of uh of this side of the draft but what do you see? Um, what do you see from your Jaguars coming up uh, this weekend? First of all, I'm sick of having them one picks. I'd rather be where the uh, where the uh, Cincinnati Bengals or the LA Rams would be drafting. Yeah, wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? But uh, especially when there's no quarterback available, one. But uh, that's a story for another draft. So obviously, everybody's going to say. What pass rush to the Jaguars are taking at one because it's probably either Georgia's Trayvon Walker, Michigan's Hayden Hutchinson. But to me, the Jaguars have got to be thinking tackle more than pass rupture. Uh, let's see. Who did the Jaguars take last year? I'm 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 confused. It's only been a year. <laughs> uh, I think Sunshine himself, Mr. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, it's my mother calls him Fabio. <laughs> you see you see those old school videos with like Fabio in there with the with the long hair. Yep, yep. Sunshine Fabio, Goldilocks, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but to uh, be honest, the Jackals have got to get a tackle at one. I, I understand pass much a bigger maybe a bigger need, but I think Alabama's Evan Neal, NC State's Eki Iwanu seem like better players. I think both of them can play in the NFL today. I mean, Evan Neal is 6'7", 340, but yet he doesn't look 6'7", 340. He looks more like everybody else. And Iwanu looks like he can mold people. It's got a lot of got a lot of Quinn and Nelson to me. I think he could play in the NFL today. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what you're looking for. I mean, as a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, Trevor Lawrence didn't quite have the year that you were hoping he would, whether that was on him, whether that was on Urban Meyer, whether that was on, honestly, the lack of uh, 
talent and 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 help that he had uh, with that Jacksonville Jaguars roster last year. But obviously, you know, as a young quarterback, your offensive line has to be there to help you out. You cannot. Uh, I mean, it it makes your job so much harder in the NFL as a quarterback without an offensive line. Not even considering the fact that you're going into your second year in the league. Whether I mean, every of course, everyone knows Trevor Lawrence has been one of the most talked about quarterback prospects since high school. Uh, he's been the guy, he's been a projected number one draft pick since pretty much high school, but you know, with it's hard to, I mean, these defensive linemen, these linebackers in the NFL, they're faster, they're stronger, they're bigger than anything that Trevor Lawrence has ever seen before. And uh, he's got to have that solid uh, offensive line in front of him to really be able to uh, give him the opportunity to succeed. So I definitely think that you're on the right page there with a uh, an offensive tackle, an offensive lineman in general. Just uh, you got to give Trevor as much help as you can get. Yeah, and look at and look at the last two Super Bowl runners up. I mean, uh, let's see what happened to Pat Mahomes when he played the Tampa Bay Bucks without both his starting tackles. Uh, he was killed in that game. And then what happened with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals? Oh wait. The Titans sacked him nine times. How how Cincinnati won that game's beyond me. But uh, and then the Super Bowl, I think LA sacked him what seven times, and yet he almost won that game. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that without an uh an offensive line in the NFL, it's sure hard to win football games. You can uh. I can very much so attest to that because the Miami Dolphins offensive line has been abysmal pretty much my entire life. So, you know, hopefully you guys have a better recipe at fixing it than we do because, uh, you know, it's been a long time coming for Miami to have an offensive line that isn't in the bottom third of uh, the league. But, you know, if uh, all power to you guys, I mean, I'm sure – as you've already said, your uh, Jacksonville Jaguar fans around the world, or at least around Northern Florida, are I'm sure sick of having that number one draft pick. So uh, whoever they can bring in to make sure that that doesn't happen again this year will be a blessing to Jacksonville Jaguars fans, I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully instead of number one, the number one pick will pick, be picking the 30s where we belong. I don't know if that's necessarily where you belong, where you belong, Dylan. But uh, I think it's definitely, uh, you know, hopes that uh, all 32 fans of uh, the NFL, uh, all 32, all fans of the 32 teams in the NFL hope to get those 30, 31, and especially that 32nd draft pick. Yeah, because I mean, Cincinnati Bengals went from the number five pick last year to a Super Bowl. I know. You know, it only takes a couple pieces. I mean, you never know. I mean, the NFL is a crazy game. We've seen crazy things, uh, and teams just immediately turn things around. You add, you add a right piece, you add another right piece, and all of a sudden you're uh, finishing up the puzzle. So uh, whether the Jacksonville Jaguars are a day one uh, NFL draftee away from contending, that's a whole different story because it is a pretty loaded AFC. But, you know, at least uh, – the goal is to start moving in the right direction for your Jaguars. Hey, we might be in the right division because look at it, the AFC West looks like Murderous Road. The AFC yeah. North is always difficult. And in the AFC East, well, let's see, Buffalo might be the best team in football. Uh, New England, well, I'm not sure about New England. The Jets, well, the Jets 
the Jets always suck, and then Miami is a a rub of it. (laughs) You know, I'm not so sure about that that word, but you know, it's all right. You know, but yes, the the AFC South definitely does seem uh, as one of the most appealing divisions, and really all of football at the moment. Because I mean, the Tennessee Titans, yes, Derrick Henry. You know, Ryan Tannehill probably isn't the long-term answer, but he's who they have for now. Uh, the Houston Texans, obviously, without Deshaun Watson, they didn't have him last year. Is Davis Mills the guy that's going to take them to the next level? Jury's out on that. And um, who am I missing? Matt Texans Ryan. And, and Matt Ryan and the and the Indianapolis Colts, who, you know, who knows what's going to happen in that, in that situation. You've got one of the best running backs in the league, but is Matt Ryan going to be able to transition? Uh, seems like they'll probably uh, run away with the division if I had to guess, but uh, it's definitely the division. I feel like you've got to have at least the most confidence in uh, looking towards the future. So, okay, from my team with the number one pick, we t- we then shift our focus down southward to Alex, where the Miami Dolphins go into the NFL draft with, and I'm not kidding, one. Two, three, four draft picks. That's right, four. A third rounder, a fourth rounder, and two seventh rounders. The Dolphins made a blockbuster deal with the Kansas City Chiefs to get uh, Tyreek Hill, where Miami gave up, uh, what was it, a one, a first a second, and a fourth-round pick this year, and then a fourth and a sixth next year. Is that about right? Yeah, that sounds about right to me. So, uh, obviously, is it weird that Miami doesn't have a ton of draft capital? Because it seems like Miami is always going into a lot of drafts for draft capital recently. Yeah, it's definitely a change of scenery for sure. Um uh, Chris Greer has uh, in recent years done a great job of accumulating picks, whether it was uh, from Laramie Tunsil, who was the gift that, give, that keeps on giving or, uh, you know, various moves here and there. So, yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely different going into the draft without uh, kind of looking at those top tier uh, 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 players coming out of college and uh, wondering which one of those guys we're going to get. Probably uh, going to be waiting a little or going to have to look a little bit down the uh, the the leaderboard to figure out uh, who might be putting on the Auckland and orange, Auckland orange next year. But, you know, I'm not mad at it. It's, it's the Miami Dolphins have been hit or miss in drafts. I mean, obviously and every NFL team can really say that no one's perfect in the draft. Everyone hits one every once in a while, but it definitely seems that the NFL, or I mean, I'm sorry, the Miami Dolphins draft has been pretty inconsistent, you know, a couple hits here and there lately, but I'm really not worried about this year at all next year i mean even looking at this year that the the, with the trade that we did with tyreek hill i mean that first round pick was practically a second round pick anyway it was 20 it was uh, 29 was the 29th overall pick the second round pick yeah okay fourth fourth next year six you know it's it's really not a lot of high value picks you're going to be taking either a gamble on someone or someone that you're hoping to develop uh with the majority of those picks anyway, you're getting an absolute stud top five wide receiver in the NFL to help out to a tongue of Iloa, get those yak yardage. And um, next, and then you, you look ahead to the draft uh, next year and Miami is back with two first round picks, including San Francisco's who 
if Debo Samuel moves on, is Trey Lance the answer? Are the 49ers going to have a very successful year this year? Who knows? I mean, the 49ers very well could go and win five games this year. Miami could have a top 10, top 15 draft pick next year. Um, and that's not even including what they, what they would get from their own anyway. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely not upset about not having too much capital this year. It's not um, the level of talent that we've seen coming out of college in recent history. There's not a lot of real superstars that you can identify from, uh, from day one. And uh, we add a, an absolute game-changing superstar at the wide receiver position and still have a bunch of capital next season to uh, patch up whatever uh, holes we have uh, going into the next offseason. I knew you were going to mention this, but the fact Miami didn't trade either one of its first-round picks next year is a big deal because you may – I'm not sure you watch – college football like I do, but there are a couple half-decent college quarterbacks in next year's draft, that being C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And while Miami Dolphins continue to dream that Tua Tagovailoa is going to become the left-handed Dan Marino, if the Tua experiment fails with the new coach and Charlie Kill, Toronto Armstead, um, uh, Jalen Water, Mike Kosicki, Cedric Wilson, the Dolphins could find themselves in the quarterback sweet sticks next year because you've already made a big-time move getting Cheetah. So could the Dolphins make another big move or potentially one of the quarterbacks just falls in your lap if two of us can play well? Or if two is fine and the Dolphins don't need a pick, Maybe the Dolphins are in line to get to to get a Deshaun Watson, a Russell Wilson, or one of these big packages back for a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously, as a Miami Dolphins fan, you're hoping that next season we're not in the quarterback market. We're hoping that this season, Tua Tungavaloa takes that step that every Dolphins fan in the world hopes he can take and hopes he will take and really step up and prove that he is a, uh, he is and will be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Obviously no one knows what's going to happen with that situation. Dolphins fans are hopeful, you know, two has been putting in a lot of work this off season. He's had the highest opportunity of success as, um, going into this year as he's had the previous last two years when it comes to weapons, when it comes to upgrading the offensive line, when it, when it comes to an, a head coach that actually believes in him and doesn't want to trade him in the middle of the season. That being said, if we see a Tua Tungavailoa this season that looks scared, that's it, that can't throw a deep ball, that's throwing boneheaded interceptions, then yes, in my opinion, this is the year for Tua. If he doesn't prove that he is the guy, really without a shadow of a doubt, it, you have to, at, at this point, you have to start looking at other options because the Miami Dolphins have gone all in. I mean, they've signed the biggest offensive lineman in free agency. They've traded for a top five receiver in the NFL. They've re-signed uh, star, uh, like, uh, core players to the, to the defense and to the offense that you want to keep uh, when it comes to making a playoff push and even making a push towards the Super Bowl. So now is the time to take advantage of the, of the youth of the Miami Dolphins and of the contracts of the Miami Dolphins. If Tua can't get it done this year, you have to bring in a quarterback that can get it done because in five years, this Miami Dolphins team could be a completely, uh, a completely different look. 
and might uh, this this very well could be the window that the Dolphins need to take to uh, really make that that push towards a deep playoff run. By the way, how about the recent Miami Dolphin drafts in 2020? I've got the 2020 and 2021 drafts. In 2020, first three rounds, you drafted. Get this, Miami actually got three first round picks in 2020. Two was the fifth pick, and then I'm sure you remember 18 and 30, right? Yep. Austin Austin Jackson Jackson. and Noah Igbenogany. I don't know what he – I don't even remember Igbenogany playing that much. Igbenogany, he's – you know, he's – first of all, I'm going to start with Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson is a bum. Uh, It was a horrible first-round pick. He is probably one of the worst offensive linemen I've ever seen. He is a walking holding penalty, and he is just a turnstile. So Austin Jackson, complete bust. I, The man, every time I see him on the field, I see a yellow flag getting thrown with number 73 coming up on the, on the ticker. But, uh, yes, Austin Jackson was a complete bust in that draft. Noah Igbenogany. You know, obviously the Dolphins secondary has pretty much been the deepest part of the roster for the last couple of years. So he hasn't gotten a lot of minutes and he honestly really hasn't shown that much in the, in the short amount of time that he's been on the field. He's gotten burnt a handful of times, you know, he's made a big, he's made a good play here and there, but definitely not uh, up to the level that you're expecting out of a first round pick. And then second round, Robert Hunt, Raekwon Davis, Brandon Jones, and then, Last year, Miami got two more first-round picks, and you drafted uh, Jalen Water from out. It was weird. Both of Miami's first-round picks last year were named Jalen, but yet they spelled the names differently. It was Jalen Water, the wideout from Alabama, and then Jalen Phillips, the uh, defensive end from Miami. You know, for, I'm gonna just briefly. I'm gonna touch on that second round from 2020 because actually. Uh, Robert Hunt, a lot of people, uh, Robert Hunt made his uh, claim to fame uh, this last season We when he uh, made that the greatest touchdown in NFL history that didn't count. But um, he's also, I mean, he's been a solid option for Miami. He's been a guy that they can at least put into the offensive line that doesn't necessarily always look like a fool over there. And Raquan Davis has, has been, has had really solid contributions for Miami and Brandon Jones has been a nice little uh, option at safety last year. However, the, the 2021 NFL draft or for the Miami dolphins was, was the best draft I've seen the Miami dolphins make in probably my lifetime. Uh, Jalen Waddle, everyone knows about Jalen Waddle. He's the penguin. He's an absolute superstar in the making uh, Jalen Phillips, I called him the next Jason Taylor. That might be a little premature, but his, with his size and his ability, he has all of the pot- potential in the world to be one of the best defensive uh, edge rushers in the NFL. And then a name we haven't quite gotten to yet in the second round last year, one of my favorite players on the entire Miami Dolphins, Javon Holland. I have also uh, had very high claims uh, towards Javon Holland that he will be a top three, top five safety in the, in the NFL this upcoming season. I am holding to that. I am buying all Javon Holland football cards. I am holding that man because Javon Holland is special. And some people have noticed it already, and a lot more people are going to notice it this up, upcoming year. But Javon Holland is a special talent at, at uh, the safety position. Maybe that's a- <laughs> 
So at this rate, I mean, Miami's not hit or miss. Um, at this point, uh, you think the Dolphins are ready to contend maybe with one or two more additions? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'd love to say yes. It would be it would be fantastic for me to tell you, yes, we're going to – we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to win a playoff game. We're going to win two playoff games. However, as a Miami Dolphins fan, I can't say that just for the sole fact that I'm a Miami Dolphins fan and I've been excited about teams before and it hasn't always panned out for me. But I will say that this is the most excited I've been going into a Dolphins offseason and the most unbiased as possible potential I've seen out of a Miami Dolphins roster the the Trevon the Teron Armstead uh signing is going to be huge to solidifying that offensive line bringing back Mike Kosicki um one of our best red zone targets one of our best up the seam targets obviously we lose Devontae Parker but he can only be on the field for four games a season anyway I think that's somewhere in his contract <laughs> and um you, you know three, it's, it's, you mean three and a half three and a half yeah we'll give him that first half uh, and then he'll get hurt but no, I mean, yes, I, I definitely do think that that this is the best opportunity that Dolphins have had. It's a very strong AFC East. They've got a very interesting schedule coming up this year. But um, now's the time. If it's not this year, it better be next year because this is it is it is officially time for the Miami Dolphins to win a playoff game. But enough about my Dolphins. You know, I could talk all day about them. We uh, we do have, as we uh, have been touching on, the NFL draft this this weekend, and I. I am very curious, Dylan. Uh, I want to know who you think, uh, which team should make a trade up in the draft. Go get someone that they're really looking for. Green Bay, and it's not even close. No. Listen, historically, the Green Bay Packers, when they're not draft, when they're not moving up for Jordan Love, do not move up the board. If the Packers are picking at 25, they're likely staying at 25. But this year, the Packers have got to go all in. Let's yeah. see who the Green Bay trade in the offseason. I'm 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 confused. They traded somebody really good. That Devontae Adams guy. Oh yeah, I think I've heard of him. He's 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 all right. He's, he's a decent little football player. He's called one or two passes like every year. He's called like 99 touchdowns the last three years of seemingly. Yeah, you know, that guy. And uh who who are all the Green Bay Packer receivers right now? They look like they look like a high school team. Yeah, I mean Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and Amari Rogers. Definitely uh, not the uh, guys that you would uh, have as your first picks to be catching footballs from Aaron Rodgers. I'd say. Yeah, and. Uh, you know what this draft is deep in? You know what may be the draft deepest position in this year's NFL draft? I do, but go ahead and let me know. Wide receiver. Yeah. And I think there were several top guys. I really like Ohio State's Garrett Wilson, Alabama Jameson Williams, Ohio State's Chris Olave, Arkansas's Traylon Burks, and USC's Drake London. I think it could be at least six and not seven first on wide receivers. And where Green Bay is picking at 22 and 28, there is no guarantee the Packers will get one of those guys because you look at the teams. I think the Atlanta Falcons could take one at eight. I think the New York Jets will take one at 10. Washington 11. 
potentially Houston or Detroit up scenario at 13. You look at the Eagles, they may take may pull Detroit Lions from like 2003, 2004, and 2005, sorry, Matt Millen, and draft another wide receiver. I think the New Orleans Saints are in play for wide receiver at, with both of their picks yeah. at 16 and 19. And then we haven't even mentioned a team like Kansas City moving for wide receiver. Green Bay could find itself with the 748 best wide receiver in their draft. And yeah, the 748 best wide receiver might be okay, but I think you've got to have some a big time playmaker in Green Bay. Heck, the Packers may look at getting, I've heard rumors the Packers may look at getting Darren Waller. Yeah, I've heard that too. You know, I mean, and also I think uh, the, the, the Green Bay front of front off not front office staff but the higher ups in green bay need a little bit of uh of a savior here too because packers fans can't be ecstatic about losing Devonte adams he's probably the best wide receiver in the nfl what you look back at their draft history drafting jordan love a lot of fans were very questioned questionable over that that draft pick aj Dillon has obviously um stepped up and proven that he was that he was a good draft pick but when they had aaron jones you know, you didn't necessarily think running back was a big need for the for the Packers. They hit there, which you have to give them credit for, but still a bit of an interesting pick at the time. The, the Green Bay Packers uh, war room really needs a win uh, to, to kind of get their fans. You know, the Green Bay Packers have some of the most loyal fans in the NFL, but it's been some questionable uh, decision uh, decisions that, that, that have been made in Green Bay, and the Green Bay Packers really need a win here. They really need a hit here find a guy, find their guy that they want and go after him because you need, you need some, you need some help for Aaron Rodgers. Obviously Darren Waller would be a huge addition to that offense. But like you said, those names that you're, that you're throwing out at wide receiver, Aaron Rodgers deserves better than that. And he really, um, you're, you're, it's, it's been, uh, will he or won't he be leaving for the past couple years for Aaron Rodgers? You are running out of Aaron Rodgers time uh, in green Bay and uh, if you really want to make one more push towards another Super Bowl, you got to get that man some help. You know, I definitely agree with you about the Green Bay Packers. One other team that I think, you know, it, this trade has been talked has been talked about for so long, but I just it is the absolute perfect trade in my mind. I have been looking over it and looking over it and looking over it, and I really just don't see how it doesn't happen at this point. Wait a minute! It's, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Are you talking about the inevitable Kansas City Chiefs trade? From twenty from twenty nine or thirty to thirteen, I am not. Do you want to touch on that really quick? Because I was going in a different no, no, direction. No, no, no. What are you I, talking about? I mean, it just makes too much sense that the San Francisco 49ers are going to trade Debo Samuel to the New York Jets. I mean, the the that's, Jets have, that's not happening. I I just that's I, I not happening. You and why I, is it not happening? You and I both know that's not happening. I think it is. I mean, you look at Robert Sala, former 49ers defensive coordinator. He has the connections in San Francisco. He knows the guys there. He knows the front office staff. He knows John Lynch. Then you look at the New York Jets, two first-round picks, 
The Jets are in are looking up at the AFC. So looking at the Dolphins making moves by bringing Tyreek Hill. They're looking at the Patriots making moves. They're looking at the Bills as the best team in the NFL. The New York Jets cannot just sit there and be in the cellar of the NFL forever. They have to use some of this capital. They have to get a, a weapon for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is not a terrible quarterback. He just doesn't have any help. You've got to get, uh, I mean, a, bringing in a guy like Debo Samuel, when you've got the, when you've got plenty of draft capital to make it happen, Debo Samuel's obviously not ha- happy in San Francisco. He'll be the superstar in a New York market. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be the face of the franchise next, standing next to Zach Wilson. You've got the connections in San, with San Francisco. San Francisco doesn't have a first-round pick, so they would be moving up into a high spot into the draft, depending on which of those. I mean, the Jets have four draft picks within the first 38 picks in the NFL draft. They can tell the 49ers, pick whichever one you want, and you can have it. I mean, I just don't under I, – I cannot see how that would how that would not happen. It makes way too much sense in my head. I don't – I don't think Debo Samuel's a wide receiver, though. I think Debo Samuel's is more a hybrid. And to me, if I'm the new, if I'm the New York Jets, I'm not banking my future on Debo Samuel. If you ask me and said, I've got a question. Would you rather have, let me see, DJ Moore or Debo Samuel? I'd rather have Debo Samuel. I'd, I'd take DJ Moore. I mean, they were probably around the same age. When was, when was, I know Debo was a rookie in 2019. DJ Moore is probably around the same time, right? Maybe 2020, I, I think. I would take DJ Moore. I would take DJ Moore. He is a true wide receiver. He can take the top off defenses. I think Debo's more running back. But he, I mean, it doesn't really matter, though. I mean, why you're saying that you don't want Debo Samuel because he's not a true receiver. He can hurt you in multiple different ways. I mean, look what Patterson did last year. And plus, I'm not sure Debo would actually be the best running back in New York because we, because Michael Carter was. Yeah. But Debo Samuel, I mean, yes, he might take snaps from Michael Carter, but he's not going to overtake Michael Carter as the number one running back. He's, he's, he's a hybrid. That's exactly what you use him for. Corderell Patterson wasn't overtaking, I mean, Calvin Ridley at the time as number one wide receiver. He was getting his looks because of, because he was a hybrid, but Calvin Ridley was still getting his targets. Kyle Pitts was still getting his targets. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just about the opportunity to be able to be creative, to be able to have something that other teams don't have and have something that other teams have to spend time to game plan for. You can't go into a Sunday going against Debo Samuel and not have, have spent a significant amount of time of your game plan focusing on that man because he can hurt you in so many different ways. Having a player like that is, is huge for any NFL team. I mean, just because he's not a true wide receiver doesn't necessarily mean that, that he's not a great uh, option for your team to have. I don't know. I'm on a different page with you there, but. Dang, I think I, he's better than a running back because he doesn't take all of the immediate hits that every running back in the NFL has. And he's better than a receiver because he can give you so many different options and so many different looks, so many different positions, so many different formations that you really don't know what to expect when he, when he gets onto the field. Boy, I didn't think this episode would get the, I didn't think this episode would be extra spicy. Yeah, you know this is what happens. We haven't had a we haven't had a talk in a little bit, so we're uh, we're missing each other. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we've got disagreements on Debo Samuel. You love you love him, and I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'd take him in Miami, to be honest. Give me Jalen Waddle, Debo Samuel, and Tyreek Hill. I mean, who's stopping that offense? You've got enough wide receivers. Go get an offensive line. Yeah. Speaking of another, we're talking about uh, draft trades. Here's an interesting one for you. The Miami Dolphins trade up to the late first round. Give me the 24th, 25th pick or so. And I want, oh my God, I just forgot his name. How did I forget it? Nope, I remember. Give me Tyler Linderbaum. I want, I want the Miami Dolphins to trade up and draft Tyler Linderbaum. So wait, so wait, wait, what picks do you have again? You had what, one of you you want one or two, so you want Miami to trade something like who are you going to trade? What are you going to trade next year? One of your ones, and your I don't think it would necessarily. I don't know if it would necessarily take one of our ones next year. Maybe a second and a third round pick next year to move up, uh, or maybe maybe a, a third. Uh, you're probably not going to trade your third round pick this year, but give, maybe a second next year or a second next year. And a, and a fourth next year to a team that really needs – I don't know. I, I don't exactly have the, have the trade written up. It really depends on what team, what spot you're really to look for. But I, I'll tell you what. I, I just Honestly, I'm just a big fan of Tyler Linderbaum. I think he's exactly – he would fill an immediate role, and I think he's a day one starter in the NFL. And I, I, would, I would love Miami to go after him. But I've been saying that since before we made the tight kill trade. So – I do just a little just a little nugget that I thought I'd throw out there. I do agree. I like Tom Lindenbaum, but how my, how the Dolphins get from the third round of the first round without investing a first round pick or two? Yeah, you're probably right. But you know, that's why they have two. I mean, two two picks next year. I mean, maybe take I'll I'll take one pick in the first round next year. And if if it means absolutely locking up locking up a starting offensive line position, I think it's worth it. So, wait, what if Miami trained the number one pick next year and you could draft Bryce Young? Uh, hopefully we don't need to draft a quarterback, though. And I'm still, I'm still sitting on the hope that we, might, that we have a quarterback for the next 10, 15 years. All right, Alex. So, good luck to you, even though the Miami Dolphins may not have that many picks. Uh, hopefully, the Dolphins enjoy Tyreek Hill and uh, maybe uh, next year in next year's draft, uh, the Dolphins will be actually uh, a playoff team because it'd be nice if one of us is in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a uh... It's been too long of having 16, 17 week NFL seasons. I'm ready for 18, 19, 20. So uh, thanks for having me on, Dylan. So it's a pleasure as always. Obviously, fins up. Obviously, go heat. Making uh, making moves in the NBA playoffs. Just got to throw that in there. But um, it's been, uh, been a pleasure as always, Dylan. Thanks for having me.